We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Apartments being built near the airport, Northwest 48th and West Holdridge, 289 of them. Uh, This went to the Planning Commission this past week. Affordable housing, $46 million project, $9.6 million of that $46 million is public financing. This segment is possible today because of Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Nebraska Prep Equipment, and our newest sponsor, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Um, and by the way, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District will be in later today. They're going to explain what a natural resource district is. You've probably seen something like that on your ballot, but you had no idea how to vote on it. Yes, and so we're all going to get an education. We are. Also, we'll discuss the military and Nebraska's economy with a researcher from the University of Nebraska. And... Well... Guess who get we have in the studio though? That's the important thing. Robin. We have a we have a guest who's going to tell us about eighty new jobs coming to Northwest Lincoln. Rachel Barth from the Airport Authority. How are you doing today? I'm so good. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> we are doing great. Um, you were just in here just a few weeks ago with a, a big announcement um, about the airport. For the people that missed that announcement, what was that one? Yeah, so we kicked out kicked off January with a bang. We announced a $65 million cargo development happening at the Lincoln Airport. So big, big news um, for us with cargo and really that aviation sector that we've been missing at the airport. And now you're back. And now I'm now back with back. another with big announcement. Another one with 80 employees that are coming. Yeah. Launch. Tell us. Yeah. So um, we just announced a new tenant at the Lincoln Airport, which is Timpty. And Timpty is a real just salt of the earth, great Midwestern company. Um, They're headquartered out of David City, and they are just growing gangbusters. And so we're really excited that they chose the Lincoln Airport to build a new $22 million um, distribution and manufacturing facility. And like you said, Robin is going to bring around 80 new jobs. Um, and we're really excited for that opportunity. Um, and just excited to see them grow. This will be their all aluminum trailer. So a new product line that they're just seeing incredible growth. Okay. Aluminum trailer. This is not like trailers for Hollywood stars to live in while they try or it's trailers for grain trailers grain. Yeah. And more farm related. Yeah. So these ones are even, um, a little different because like the pictures we've seen have like really nice cars on the back of these trailers. Oh. Um, they're lighter weight. It sounds like about 95% of trailers are made out of steel. These are aluminum. So mm. they really own that sector and they've just been again, booming like crazy. They did definitely want us to make a point that this is not a reduction in workforce in David city. This is no reduction in that facility there. If anything, it means 
continued growth um, in David City, and now this is continued growth in the Lincoln market. Um, and they're just excited because this is, again, 80 new quality type jobs for Lincoln. And we're excited to have them as our newest tenant because anytime we can get a local company to invest in our airport, that just it's a win-win for everybody. Oh, yes, absolutely. They probably could have gone to a bigger you know, just about any bigger city in Nebraska. How did they pick Lincoln over some other large, larger city than David City? Yeah, I think a few things. I'm sure one, just the proximity of it's not too far from David City. Um, but also Lincoln has just been great to work with. Um, we work closely with LPED, um, the Lincoln Chamber. And obviously with the airport, the proximity of I-80, the Northwest 48th, um, and we have an abundance of land. Um, I mentioned this, I think, a few times ago. A lot of people don't realize that we're one of the biggest airports in the country. And people think, no, you're not. Like, you don't have that many passengers. And I'm not talking about passenger and commercial aviation, I'm talking about land mass. Around 5,000 acres, 1,000 of that is industrial parks. We have a ton of farm ground. We have a ton of opportunity for people to build out there. Um, and I think now with the Burrell Aviation announcement and Timpty, people are starting to see the big advantages of building out at the Lincoln Airport. And you know, kudos to our team. I think we're incredibly easy to work with. And um, our board is super supportive of economic development and seeing Lincoln grow. And so without those two components, I don't know if this would be happening. You know, I don't think people take that into consideration that we are, you know, really looking out for what's best for Lincoln and for our city and bringing these type of tenants here and keeping them in Nebraska is so crucial. Like you yeah. said, they could have picked another state. Another state. Right. Yeah, not just another, another city. City. It could have been, any, they could go anywhere. And those yeah. are 80 plus jobs coming here. That's $22 million staying here, plus another nine or 10 million in equipment. So that is huge for our city. And I'm just incredibly excited to welcome them to the airport family. Well, and also uh, regarding your land, you guys have some rail access that not every place has if they're manufacturers that that's helpful or, or uh, distribution people. So absolutely. And as you mentioned, your close proximity to I-80, and I think for these folks, uh, the close proximity to, uh, I believe it's Highway 34 that goes yep. up towards David City is, is helpful. Absolutely. They definitely mentioned those two roads yesterday as being yeah. critical in their success. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're incredibly excited. They're a great company. As you guys know, they're continuing to grow. They're, they're leading the industry in trailer manufacturing, plus a million other things. I mean, they do fabrications. They do stuff for in the marine world. Um, they just, they really are are kind of pioneering the, the new aluminum trailer industry and all their other product lines, and we're excited to be part of that. This is a pretty big building. How big did you say, or how many square feet is the yeah, building? Yeah, so they are proposing 180,000 to 200,000 square feet, but they definitely made a comment in the board meeting that a lot of those um, outside perimeter uh, <laughs> walls are going to be able to be moved easily for expansion. I mean, they fully on an, expect to keep expanding, um, and that's the probably the biggest benefit of this parcel of land that they chose at the airport is there is room for expansion. There's other parcels next to those that they could easily occupy if needed. Um, so just, just for proximity, this is the west side of the airport. 
Um, that's our kind of our what we call LNK Enterprise Park. So this is just south of Bowling Lake. Um, so Northwest 47th is kind of that street right there. So that's kind of the area um, they're looking at anywhere from 15 to 20 acres of what they're going to be occupying. We do have a lake near the airport. I bet people, yeah. some people don't realize that. <laughs> yep. and as Man, a, a man-made lake. <laughs> a frame of reference, 180 to 200,000 feet. That's the size of a Walmart or two. Yes. I would, maybe East Park Plaza, maybe that size, little somewhere around that size. Probably around there. Oh, that's a good size. It's a facility. very good size facility. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, again, distribution and manufacturing takes up a lot of space, and yeah. we've we have several tenants that um, you know we have Lincoln Industries out there, Hexagon Agility. Um, we have um, a couple facilities out there that do a lot of like manufacturing and, and distribution, and it's great. It's because of the size and the access. Um, like I said, with that cargo announcement and now this, um, we're really starting off 2023 with a high note. So the, we're, we're yeah, excited. No kidding. <laughs> well, now you need a third one because they always come in threes. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, everyone's like, well, "What's going to happen in March?" I was yeah. like, well, "Stay tuned." I know. Got a lot to live up. Too. <laughs> I know for sure in May we'll have the end of May we'll have the new terminal open for passengers. Oh, so good. that'll be good. Yeah. And then we got the air show in August. So I got a couple more exciting things to talk about, you know, later this year. Oh, thanks so much. Rachel Barth from the Lincoln Airport Authority. Good stuff and congratulations Thank on you. what you're doing out there. Coming up next, what is a natural resource district? If you're voting, what is it you're actually voting about? We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. Another project going through the Planning Commission, 2700 Star Street. This is south of North 27th and Holdridge. Um, that, Dave, we've got a shopping center for lease right across the street yes, from it. Yes, you do. This is a vacant piece of land that's been just kind of sitting there. 12 affordable housing apartments right there on 27th Street. And then to the east of that, along Star Street, three townhomes, uh, $2.75 million project, $380,000 of public financing. Okay, so this isn't a real significant size project, considering every year Lincoln grows about 3,000 to 4,000 people a year, but it's very difficult to do projects like this in infill areas. So congratulations to this developer for bringing this project forward. Kudos to them. Hey, uh, this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. How do natural resource districts affect us? You've probably heard of them. You might have kind of a vague idea of what it is, but not know. So we have, We're getting an education today, Robin. <laughs> we have some new sponsors for our show, and I'm really glad that they are because I even myself have a hazy idea of what you guys do. We want to welcome Mackenzie Berry and Parker Robinson. They're with the Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Thanks for coming to Broadcast House today. We appreciate yeah. you coming. How many employees work for your organization? Yes, we have about 30 employees that work for us. And is this in Lincoln or statewide? Yeah, so our natural resources district is based here in Lincoln. Um, we cover a portion of six different counties in the area, um, and our boundaries are based upon the watershed. Across the state, there are 23 NRDs in total. Hmm. So a bunch of you. So we multiply you by uh, by uh, the rest of the state, and there's probably quite a few employees statewide. Yeah, and each district kind of formulates uh, a staff and a bit a plan 
based upon the needs of that district. And so some might be not as big and focused on certain areas, and some might be bigger than us and, and focused on even more. Um, so it's all kind of based upon the population in those certain districts. Well, well, and for those who are hazy or don't know what you do, um, if you were to give an elevator speech, <laughs> how do you describe your organization and its mission? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, the NRDs are unique only to Nebraska, so that's something that's this interesting and cool. It's not duplicated around the country. No, it is not. Um, we were formed back in 1972 for local control of natural resources um, issues and conservation of what we have. And so the NRDs uh, were tasked with a variety of different things, including groundwater, uh, quality and quantity monitoring, um, flood management, wildlife, um, conserving areas, recreation in terms of trails and lakes, um, forestry. What else am I? Oh, environmental education. That's um, a lot of what I work into. Yeah, and some flood management aspects as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I see uh, some of these lakes that are out there, and I'll hear people say, that's an NRD lake or right. something like that. And it's a flood control yes. uh, issue that they're the reason why they have this. And I'm talking about predominantly in rural areas. I, I see these uh, out there where people talk about Right. That. So um, we have actually over 180 dams um, in our district. And the purpose of those and the function is to help when we have high rain events. Um, and then that's right. A secondary use of our lakes is for recreation, but the primary purpose is for flood protection and flood control as much as we can. So do you actually, if, <laughs> I don't know if we've ever had a leak in a dam, but would that be you that would be out there with the bulldozers fixing it? Or is that some other agency? That... Yeah, in many cases, it would be us. And that's why we do kind of regular upkeep and maintenance and regular monitoring of those structures and infrastructure throughout the year. Um, and so staff is always out on the road looking at mm. those 180 Inspecting. plus dams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you also have some urban things that you... Um... Sure, urban that we want to talk about. Yep. And actually, real quick, I, sh I would... I would regret not mentioning that the Salt Creek Levee is in town. I think right. uh, many of us are familiar with that, and that is a project um, that our NRD is a partner with on the Corps of Engineers, and that is one that we monitor during high rain events as well. But urban projects, I know we want to talk about the Backyard Pollinator Program. Right. Parker. That sounds interesting. What is that? Yeah, absolutely. So in kind of the things that we do, we're always looking to enhance wildlife habitat and, and work with property owners to do that. And so that's what the Backyard Pollinator Program is all about is – um, providing up to a quarter acre of seed for property owners to um, turn what might have been grass or a dead area in their yard or property into uh, a little prairie um, to bring pollinators, bees, butterflies, whatever it may be, um, to really enhance that property and kind of revitalize the habitat for those type of species. So you're saying if somebody owns a piece of property, there's a minimum amount of land and you can come in and help them do this? Is that what you mean? So they can actually get up to a quarter acre. It can be as small as a 10 by 10 foot area of space. Um, and we're not necessarily implementing that prairie for them, but we are providing the seed and giving some tips on how they can plant that seed. So they can get free, free seed. Free yeah. seed. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. And so they can have basically like a little pollinator garden. Yes. Yeah. Is, yes. It, is that the, uh, am I correct on the concept there? It's, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Except okay. it's a wild space, yes. right? For pollinators. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and some tree workshop stuff, I also understand you guys 
Yeah, so another big one of our projects, um, and this is seen kind of in more of the rural communities outside of Lincoln, is our tree seedling sale. And hmm. so we sell these bundles of 25 to 50 tree seedlings um, for properties to enhance windbreaks, to provide habitat for wildlife, things of that nature. And so that's something that runs every November through March for us. And last year we sold over 40,000 trees uh, to yeah. be planted across the district. So that's 40,000. That's, yeah. that's a lot of trees. Yeah. yeah so. and, and just within our uh, the six county area, did you say it was six counties? Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said this is rural. So you don't, does that mean you do not get involved with Lincoln's ash tree, ash borer problem? Are you involved with that or is that um, somebody else? Yeah, the city is doing a lot to kind of work on replacing those ash trees with other options as well. We don't do also have a landscape tree program, which is the ability for a property owner in, say, Lincoln to get one more substantial tree, six feet plus. Um, they can that get be, that from you? Cost share, yeah, at a cost mm-hmm. share of $125. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow, because some of those are expensive. Well, that is good to know. Um, you have, I noticed I was looking at your website, you have podcasts of your own that do. you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are those about? Yeah, a, a whole variety of topics. Um, you know, um, some of my favorite podcasts are ones that talk about our um, flood management efforts and actually our ice monitoring efforts because oh. that's something that you know, we don't really think about a lot until something actually happens. That was and the thing. An ice jam, exactly. Twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we have staff that helps to monitor that and keep an eye on it. Um, we have podcasts about environmental education, our groundwater efforts, our forestry efforts. So those are really fun to listen to too. Interesting stuff. Well, thanks so much for coming in. I uh, want to welcome our sponsor, and we're, we're going to have to have them back to learn how they interface with our city and that kind of a thing. But this hopefully will I give think, you an idea. I think we're going to get a whole lot of education out of these folks. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I look and, forward to that. And visit our website, lpsnrd.org, for more information. And on there you go. About. There you go. We will have you back because we didn't even get through all of our questions today. No. So, um, But coming up next, Roger Frank will be in from Frank Financial Con. Concepts. He's going to talk about Americans that don't save enough for retirement and what sort of advice a financial advisor would have in a situation like that. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Each year, we add roughly 1,600 new households. Now, that's not people. That would be housing units per year. In the next five years, Lincoln needs to add 5,000 units below 1,000 a month and almost 4,000 ownership options under 200,000, according to the Lincoln Affordable Housing Coordinated Action Plan. Yeah, that's that that all sounds uh, difficult. That's a, I don't know how, Dave. Yeah, it all sounds difficult. I don't know how. This segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics. Lincoln Airport Authority and Charter Title. In our Drinking Lincoln local update, notice I've changed the name. It used to be (laughs) Drinking Beyond the Pandemic. Through the pandemic and then Drinking Beyond. Now we're just drinking. Um, By the airport near the former subway, which is now called Abeladaro's Mexican Food, by the way, 
2301 Northwest 12th Street Diamond Palace Wedding Hall is under construction, and they have pulled a liquor license. Well, you can imagine that they might need one at a wedding hall. Yes, wedding halls, and we don't have enough of those if you've talked to anybody trying to plan a wedding. (laughs) I'm familiar with the whole concept. Which would be you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really more my daughter and wife involved in that than than I am. Uh, Hey, Ra... Roger Frank uh, is in the studio with us. Why don't we chit-chat with him a little bit about some of his uh, great financial wizardry. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Roger. Hi, Robin and Dave. Uh, Dave, I can feel your pain having three daughters going through weddings, or had had gone through three three weddings. Yes, so much. Um, You know, this week, many Americans were worried they're not saving enough for retirement. I think we've talked about this before, but... I have this conversation with clients on a regular basis, and I think it's really devastating to tell a client after they get come to my office, they're looking to retire, and after looking at where they're at or where they stand, they find out that they don't have enough income and savings to cover their bills, so therefore they really can't retire. Well, a lot of people have a 401k or a set plan with their employer, and that's about it. I mean, there and then there's people that invest in stocks, but they sort of go rogue and try to figure it out themselves, or they yeah. don't invest anything at all. Yeah, there is a lot of people that uh, try to do it on their, their own. You know, a 2022 Northwestern Mutual study found 62% of U.S. adults admit their financial planning needs improvement. It needs improvement. However, only 35% of Americans work with financial professionals like myself. While the value of working with a financial professional varies by each individual, the ones that do feel more at ease about their finances work with that financial professional. The National Institute of Retirement Security reports that approximately 40 million households have no retirement savings. Fidelity reported in May of 2022 that the average 401k balance for those who've been saving for quite a while in over 10 years averages about 380000 Well, now that's kind of, uh, that's a bit surprising to me. That's a, that's a higher number than I would have anticipated. Yeah, no. yeah, I would agree. Uh, but uh, what what's interesting to me is the $40 million that uh, either has very little or no savings. Mm-hmm. That's also an interesting that's number. That's a big percentage so, of our population, yeah. 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 Hey, Roger, so what do you tell somebody sitting in your office when you say, hey, I'm sorry, but you really can't afford to retire? You know, how much do you tell them they should save? And I assume it, it varies, but... It does vary, you know, and, and that question is different for each person, each family, each situation. Uh, I have clients uh, that are very frugal. They just don't spend a lot. They save the majority of what they do earn. Then I have a lot of clients that are exact opposite as well. They want the newest and greatest thing uh, out there. My suggestion is to work with a financial professional that can help develop a plan uh, to get to your goals, those specific goals. If your goal is certain, uh, maybe it's a certain income, maybe it's a bucket list item that you've always wanted to do. Uh, If you don't plan and monitor that plan, I think you have a higher degree of failure. I think a lot of people think of your industry, Roger, which is financial planning, and they think about bankers and even those of us who are commercial realtors that were very traditional. But both, but all of our industries have really strong technology tools that all of us use, and the public would be surprised how much information they can get from us, not just products, but information. 
Yeah, yeah. In our office, I think we have one of the best financial planning softwares available. And every time we do a financial plan for clients, uh, they're always amazed of the information they get back from that. If you are getting ready to retire, you are retired, or maybe you just want to see where you currently stand, give our office a call to schedule your initial free financial planning meeting. We don't charge for that initial meeting. We'll take the time to listen to you. We'll uh, uh, take all the information that you bring in, and we talk about it, and we discuss it, and we'll put a plan in place to meet your financial goals. I can be reached at 402-423-7505 if you want to call our office, if you want to look on our website, all of my contact information there as well. That website is frankfinancialconcepts.com. Thanks a lot, Roger. Thanks again, Thank Roger. Thank you. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I'm a client of Roger, and I'm not being compensated. Coming up next, the military. How does it affect Nebraska's economy? Dr. Eric Thompson will be in to talk to us a little bit about that. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate with you over your lunch hour today. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Wolf and Tannehill Law Firm. In the studio today, Dr. Eric Thompson from the Bureau of Business Research down at the University College of Business. The military in Nebraska's economy, you just got done with a study. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thompson. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, we really enjoyed working on our study for the Nebraska Commission on Military and Veteran Affairs. Uh, what we found is that uh, military bases and installations in Nebraska just uh, just recently, fiscal year 2021, had a $2.5 billion impact on our state's economy. $2.5 billion. billion. including With a uh, B. With a B, exactly. Including $1.4 billion in employee compensation. If you think about, obviously, military personnel, civilians that work at military bases, uh, and it all adds up, plus the economic impact, it all adds up uh, a little over 24,000 jobs in our state. 24,000 so. jobs. Boy, I... That is way more profound than I would have anticipated. That's way bigger than most cities' population. Way bigger. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it. We may use that in our, our <laughs> with your permission. Um, and uh, that wasn't even looking at things like retirement and pension uh, spending of you know military veterans who maybe, you know, they weren't necessarily in a base here, but grew up in Nebraska and moved back after service or, oh. or moved here. Uh, later in life. Oh, uh, that's not even in that. Yeah, and that 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 uh, creates uh, another three thousand uh, jobs in our economy. Um, another hundred and twenty-five million in, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, and several hundred thousand dollars of additional economic impact. Uh, then there's the VA spending. That's another two two point two billion in economic output. So, uh, Army Corps of Engineers, GI Bill spending. It, it just all adds up to a. Significant impact on our economy. Uh, I think, like you'd see in a lot of states, certainly uh, any state that has a major military base, like we do. Wow, that is very interesting stuff. How long did it take you to come put together this whole study? Well, it's a report we do uh, regularly uh, uh, on an annual basis, so we've kind of gotten good at getting our data sources together, and we, of course, receive a lot of help from uh, people at the bases throughout the state, and we're grateful for that. 
Are you um, ready with an economic report for the next six months, or is that going to be coming out in the next week or two, what your predictions are for the Nebraska economy? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not done quite yet. Um, so in February, the data comes out a little late because, you know, it's just starting to get a new year of January data. So, uh, so look th- for that in the next yeah, week or two. My and February you, report's always a little late. And yeah. usually that's mm-hmm. on the half-hour news on, on KLIN yeah. when that report comes out. So we'll have people listen for that. Be interested to hear what you have to say about that. Well, thanks a lot for sharing about what's going on. I had no idea what a the, the billions of dollars. I mean, I knew it was the, you know, significant. I, yeah, I we just know didn't know it was that but not significant. that significant. That's huge. Right. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Weather this upcoming week. Mother Nature is here one month early with March stuff. We've got rain ahead, wind, and highs most days will reach the 50s. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Lincoln Bold is a project being proposed at 9th and P Street. That's the one that they say would be the tallest skyscraper in Lincoln, 22 stories. This is where Melacar gas station currently is, where they always predict the Husker scores. You know? Right. <laughs> That's where that would be. It's supposed to be upscale with a business center and exercise facilities. That is what hitting the... Hitting the planning commission soon? Yeah, and this has been a controversial project, Robin. People are not, some people are not real excited about this. No. Uh, I was walking into a restaurant, uh, frankly, it was Fleetwood Restaurant uh, last That's week. brand new restaurant. Brand new restaurant. In the Haymarket. Did yes, you like that? I did. I thought it was a it was Really a good, good food? I thought it was a good uh, restaurant. It was different. It's, it's really a unique ambiance uh, at the restaurant. Uh, but what really, you know, being in the commercial real estate business and doing this radio show, there was a sign there, and it was a sign that was well done, uh, opposing this project. Inside this yeah, new I mean, restaurant just, in the it was just in the There's a foyer there, and mm-hmm. so it was inside the foyer. And, you know, they were talking about several of the issues that we've been hearing coming up about uh, parking issues, which is... One of them I thought was maybe legitimate. And then, you know, they had a lot of other things uh, on there, you know, worrying about the fact that tax increment financing was being used and and several other things. But I, I, there's a there's a significant amount of resistance to this project. I've picked up on that. And that's interesting that you say this was a professionally done sign. It wasn't just like some... Well, I mean, somebody could have done it, uh, but it wasn't it's not, some hand. It wasn't a handwritten. It wasn't sign. a sign on a pole with a no. protest. This was hanging. It, it was looked pre-printed. It, yes, and it looked it looked nice and yes. Pro- professional. Yeah. So there's there's some serious organized perhaps opposition to this. Yeah, it just usually when you see some of these protest sort of things, it's 
you know, magic markers on right, on right. a white That's piece of I, paper. Right. I mean, this was not that. I, I, I know the parking thing. People are wondering about that. I've heard some it doesn't fit the character of the neighborhood kind right. of. And that was that was another one of the items that but was there's on the a lot list. of developments in cities over the decades where a skyscraper goes up and it doesn't match. Yeah. That happens all the time everywhere. And this is tax increment financing. That's nothing new. We always do tax increment financing downtown. Everybody's eligible for it. So, you know, Robin, look, if you don't want something because you think it might impact your business in I might add, they're not the only business down in that area that is complaining about this. There's, there's other ones. Uh, I, I understand their point of view, and so they're trying to get as many people to oppose it as, as possible. I mean, part of me I, wants to say I, you know, the developers are taking the risk for all this. That, that was kind of my point. I was having a discussion with my uh, – I happen to be there with my, my kids who are you know both college graduates. And uh, so they were sitting there, you know uh, – saying, well, they shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. And I go, look, uh, the developer's taking the risk here. And that's... that's, You aren't, yeah. Yeah, you're not taking the risk. They are. But I understand the other businesses that are down there that, you know, weren't banking on that. And to your point earlier, which one I understood was the parking issue. To me, that's the biggest question. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's, That's something to... It can really be an issue. Hey, let's jump up north. We have a ton of news. We do, and I don't even know if we can get through all of it. I don't know. Where do we even start? I'm going to start at 4700 Cattle Drive. Okay, where's that? Okay, that That is in the area that is the former Tech Park. Uh, What is going at that location, going in at that location, is a new 14,000 plus single-story building for the Nebraska Department of Motor Vehicles. And they're spending $4 million on that building. In the, to the former building. UNL Technology Park, which right. has been you know vacant, of course, ever since Innovation Campus opened. Correct. But that's turning into other things it is. out there. It's turning into turning other things. Turning into other things. Yeah. We are not done with, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, car wash news. No. Another one. Going in at at 3255 North 85th Street, which is just to the north of 84th and Adams. And this is Tommy's Express. Uh, This car wash building permit, $2.2 million, Robin. I think somebody asked me on Facebook what that is the other day, and I didn't know. And I remember thinking, I need to ask Dave if he knows what that is. Okay, so another car wash. Um, Cabela's, Robin. We were going to talk about that. Yeah, this is in the Highlands, which would be north of the Tech Park, uh, up there kind of near Fallbrook, but on the other side of Purple Heart Highway. Cabela's building in the Highlands is for sale. This is their office building. There, there wasn't a Cabela's retail up there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to confuse people. Um, now, Cabela's wants to stay in the building after they sell it and lease it back for a while. But it's a big building, 112,000 feet. It's for sale for $17 million. 
Um, in 2016 and 2017, World's Foremost Bank, which is a, cre a credit card company, they, they sold all that stuff out to Capital One. So now they don't apparently need the space anymore. Yeah. But that is a lot. I mean, that is really similar. No, I guess it's it's smaller than the size that Rachel Barth was talking about in our first segment. Yeah, it's smaller. About that project coming to the airport, but that's an industrial project. And right. that was 180 to 200,000. So this is a little bit smaller building than that. Well, Robin, uh, you briefly mentioned Fallbrook uh, in your uh, comment there. And in Fallbrook... Uh, there's going to be a new homemade ice cream shop. Yep, watch for that. A hundred and sixty thousand dollar building permit got pulled for ice. Okay, so how much does ice cream cost? And you take that hundred and sixty thousand. How many ice creams do you have to sell <laughs> just to do the remodeling only? Right. Nothing right. else. Not hiring. Not including the rent. Not buying not the mint the chip. Not, <laughs> not including the employees. Not and all buying the, employees the pistachios. Expense. Yeah, just the remodeling. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's up you get, there. That's why the uh, ice cream uh, gets expensive after a while. Yeah. So. 27th and Cornusker Highway, there's a project going through the planning commission. It's for 61,000 square foot mini storage project. However, you have told me yeah. it's not just one building, but several buildings. It was multiple buildings because uh, I saw a bunch of permits on it uh, on this project. And I don't really know the number, but I'm guessing it was like eight or ten different uh, sized buildings that were going into that to that area. So, um, lots this, of storage. This is uh, apparently I was reading the materials. Looks like it is on a collision course with the watershed management department. Um, we have some brand new floodplain requirements, and they said they don't like the way they are handling the floodplain issues with this project. So don't don't know what's going to happen. But boy, with all the apartments being built, which we announce apartment after apartment after apartment project on this show week after week, I can see why there's a need for it. Well, yeah, and uh, bear in mind when we I talk about building permits being pulled, that doesn't necessarily mean that that project will go through. It just means they're... They've been given permission to build. Well, it, it means that they're they're working on, yeah, getting everything put together. And little issues like what you just mentioned... Crop up. Can crop up and, and put, put the... And stop it. Yep, uh, stop them. Hey, we were talking about... A, you just mentioned apartments. We've got some more apartments. Oh, yeah, we're not we done on, with apartments. On North 48, don't you? Um. Remember, many years ago, Green's Plumbing used to be located in University Place, and there was a fire, and it burned down. So it's been a vacant lot for a long time. This would be south of the Quick Shop up on North 48th Street in University Place. Um, but apartments coming there, they are planning some commercial for the first floor, even have a possible tenant there. So, Yeah. It's been interesting to see all these apartments coming. I think a lot of them serve Nebraska Wesleyan students, East Campus students, much nicer um, pro projects in this day and age than when you and I went to college, Dave. Wow. <laughs> apartments much are nicer. not what they used to be. They are much better. Yes. Uh, 
uh, at Mickle Middle School on uh, North 67th, they are getting uh, addition to their cafeteria and a whole bunch of interior renovations. Two million dollars worth, actually, Robin. Yeah, two million dollars to remodel a cafeteria. And one last um, announcement here: a restaurant in Havelock, Soulful Cucino Food Truck, opening a store called Barbecue and More. This follows Boxcar Barbecue and Pasta Place. Well, Robin, we're going to have to call it uh, an end of uh, this segment. An end of the day, actually. Yes. Thanks for joining with us midday here on Saturdays with Grow Lincoln. Send us photos of businesses you know about opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. <laughs>